This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment. Featuring It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons, The Arwen Lewis Show, and The Angel Baby Show. Welcome to The Jeremiah Show. The name is going to change a little bit, but I don't want to give it away just yet. So hang with me. That name, remember that name, The Jeremiah Show. It's going to, it's going to morph a little bit as we go along today. But first, a story. So a long time ago, I worked for Alex Kitman Ho at Miracle Pictures in Los Angeles. It's a little independent film label. This is while I was going to USC film school. And I had a class where we had to write a screenplay. So I had an idea. The screenplay was called The Star Maker. My hero was a star maker. He was known for making and shaping A-list music and movie stars, seemingly out of thin air. No one in Hollywood could match his record for finding a star, developing them, and making them big. A big, huge star. He was maybe one of two to three people in the world that had that job, but he was the very best. Even he wasn't sure how he had been gifted with this magical ability to see a star and then make them that star. He knew what people wanted most, to become a big star. And although he was invited to all the best parties, his name was on everyone's lips and everyone wanted him, everyone wanted him for his magic touch. But when he went home, he found himself alone. I don't know how I was going to tell this story, this screenplay. I don't know how it ended or if it was even a story in the first place. I think I was just so fascinated by the idea of one person that had that much power and that much instinct and the means to make someone a star. I mean, how cool would that be? To know that you can make people's dreams come true. Well, my special guest today is that man. He is a real life star maker. And this is so obvious, it feels like a bit of an understatement because he has successfully launched international artists such as Ariana Grande, Black Eyed Peas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Hoobastank, one of my favorites, Jack Johnson, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Sum 41, Taylor Swift, and he's worked with artists like Bon Jovi, Brian Adams, Mariah Carey, U2, and Bruno Mars. His name is Kimmy Kato, and I call him the star maker. Well, his official title is actually founder and CEO of Project Asteri. Project Asteri is a boutique artist management and label service. And they're in Los Angeles, of course. 
Prior to establishing Project Hysteria, Kimmy was a board member at Universal Music in Japan. He was responsible for managing their international division for almost a decade. He was also the managing director for Virgin Music, a domestic label that I'm very familiar with. I think I supported them for many, many years. <laughs> Consisting of three labels, Delicious, Deli Records, Virgin Records, and Def Jam Recordings, managing all areas of their A&R, marketing, and promotion from signing, developing, and breaking artists in Japan. And I am so extremely honored to announce today that Kimmy is my new co-host. Every Thursday, we'll drop a new podcast, and it will air on the radio show the very next day on the Friday morning show. Don't worry, Kimmy, I won't hold it against you if you don't put that on your resume. <laughs> So, uh, welcome, Kimmy. So, so great to have you this on our first show, getting to introduce you to the audience and, and spend some time with you on air. Such an honor. It, it's so great to be on the show with you, Jeremiah. Yeah. I am honored to. We're going to have a lot of fun, right? Absolutely. <laughs> How could we not? So, you're going to be joining me every week and introducing the audience to the hottest music artist from Japan many on your label um you're going to keep us up to date finger on the pulse what's happening the latest in japan pop right. culture food fashion and and just japanese culture absolutely in general yes yeah. i would love to talk keep talking about what's going on in the japanese pop culture how it's interwinding with the international music and how everything is connect being becoming connected and how how Japanese music is being influenced by international music, American music, and then how American music is being influenced by Japanese music. And it's all, and how, this is how culture is built. And, and as we, as the artists create history. Well, and isn't it the, like, you know, the perfect time, the time where I think what we all need right now with everything that's going on is to break down those, walls a little bit those lines and blur those lines and and um appreciate each other in different cultures um i think that's what we need to just to grow as a society especially at this mm -hmm. point how do you feel about that i absolutely agree with you um i do also support tradition you know tradition mm -hmm. and uh honoring history absolutely i i'm all for it but at the same time People are becoming more close, uh, more less boundaries, diversity, and which is which is enabling young artists to create something that we've never seen before, and that's where the stars are born. Mm -hmm. Do you look at yourself as a star maker? I, I mean, got you know it. You're, you're going to be bashful and not tell me the truth. I'm sure, but you are a star maker. I I I always aspire to do so. You know, uh, I don't know if I am. Um, I will keep helping artists become superstars. Um, they, you know, they don't have to become superstars. I just want to be able to support the artists so that they can have a career, you know, whether large or moderate. But um, you know, every artist have different dreams. Um, some may want to become superstars. Some may want to see, you know, get an award in the, at the Grammys. Some want to tour forever. 
uh, someone, someone, some artists want to stay in their bedroom um, and just keep creating music. So, yeah, I, I just love etching artists' names um, in history. And that's what I love. And that's just aspires me, not my name, but the artist's name. Right. And I know this is a little bit like the, the intro that I just, inter- the way I just introduced you. I know that traditionally, someone in your position, you're, you don't really want your name out there, right? You, it's about the artist. So you kind of step back and you give them their due and you, it's all about promoting and making that artist shine and, and make people aware of them and make them feel good as an artist. Right. And they they are the number one thing in the world. And it's not typical that you, your name is out there in the front or ever. Right. As you just said, you don't want it etched into history so much as that you want their name etched into history. Right. Um, Jeremiah, I, I would say I'll be lying if I didn't want to see, um, didn't want to see my name in anything. Um, I would, I would definitely love to, I'd always love to see my name in things that, you know, that, that I've actually supported or helped or worked on. Um, but yes, um, at the end of the day, it is the artist. It is the artists that we work with who are truly the talent. Um, and that's what generates my energy to keep going. Um, I just love working with when I find when I, and when I start working with artists and I, when I see their spark and their talent, um, that just, that just gives uh, me the whole energy to then push them in every way possible, um, and go uh, over what I can do for them, you know? Where does that feeling come from for you? I mean, that's, you get inspired if I'm hearing you right by, by, by their excitement and their talent and and knowing what you can do for them. But what is it? Why does that motivate you personally? I think the simple answer is because I'm not that, Um, you know, uh, I wish, I wish I was, Uh, I, as a teenager, I've always wanted to be a rock star. Okay. If I could have, if I could have performed stand, stand, and stand and play on stage and do concerts every night, that would have been a dream. But, you know, um, obviously you have to realize where you're at. Uh, at some point you kind of know and you go, okay, I'm not that. Now, then I went completely away from music first for a, a few years, a couple of years. I worked in, in a financial sector like the bank. And, but then you kind of realize that, you know, you, you, this, there's got to be something else than just work. Work isn't just working for work. Um, you, you, you realize that you have to be inspired, aspired and, and motivated so that you thrive and you don't have to be a star or an artist to be working in the, in, in music. You could be gr- rising behind the scenes. And that's, that's then when I realized that was when I realized that I started working for the music industry back in 96. And now here I am. Um, I never, I never thought that I'll end up in Los Angeles. Um, but I love where I am right now. I have my, I never thought that I'll be running my own music company. Um, but I think, uh, from, I'd say like, over 20 years of experience in the music industry, it's enabled me to 
have enough experience and network and friends that I continue helping artists some way or the other. And I still love meeting new talent every day. I hear new music, um, meeting new talents, and that just, and when I go to the show, I then that's when I kind of really sparks my interest in, in helping or supporting uh, the artist in any way I can. Well, let's go back for a minute um, just to get a little background on you. Where did you grow up, Kimmy? I, I actually was, I was born in, in Japan. Okay. Um, in Yokosuka, where there's a naval base, a U.S. naval base. And then because of my, my dad's work, we, we moved to the Philippines from when I was two, and then we were there for six years, and then moved back to Japan for a year, but then moved to London when I was nine, and I was there until I was 18. And so I grew, I, I, I would say I grew up in the Philippines and the UK. Um, okay. I went to, yeah, I went to a boarding school from when I was 13 to 18. It was a school like Harry Potter. You know, you, you, you live and sleep and work, um, or study, I'd say, um, at school. Um, and then because when I was 18, I had no experience absolutely whatsoever, um, about Japan. So I had no idea what Japan was. And, um, but because I am Japanese, 100%, I really wanted to go back to my roots. I went to college in Japan and studied Japanese, or I studied law. So I kind of made it even more tough for myself in learning and studying law as well as Japanese language, uh, studying law in Japanese. So studying the language and the law. Um, and wow. then, graduated from university to to go into finance but you know when i was in college when i was in high school i was playing music all the time um so that was when i was dreaming about becoming a rock star so you do play do you play instruments yes I, yes i do i play the guitar and the bass i always played the bass i always loved the bass um I was always inspired by Mark King from the level from level forty two to Guns N' Roses, the Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yeah, I, uh, that was that was you know. Those, How many of these people have you met now? You know that, you just, that, that you just you just mentioned, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I, you know, I still have not met Mark King, um, but I have met Duff Rose McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Nice. Um, only because I wanted, because I love the band so much that I, I signed him for Japan <laughs> and released his records. Um, I, I, I've always loved Slash. So I always, so yeah, I've met him to, to and went, went to see him because I wanted to release his records in Japan. So he wasn't signed to Universal back then, but I'd signed him for Universal in Japan. So what kind um, of rock star did you dream of being, of becoming during? Of, so i've always like liked writing songs. um more more towards fusion you know rock punk uh funk similar to so alternative music mainly i would say closer to to um red hot chili peppers to Soundgarden, that kind of indie rock mm -hmm. um, music which is what i've always liked pop rock but not so much not too pop it was more indie rock um do you still you know, play? You know 
I actually don't play as much. I wish I did, but I'm now uh, playing golf more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Golf courses. <laughs> love golf courses. So beautiful. I was a greens mower for five years in high school. I love golf. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we should definitely go for a round suit. Oh, I think, I don't know if you'd want to play with me. I was a greens mower, not a golfer. <laughs> when I actually would play, I was horrible. But I loved it. I just love being out there. I mean, I always said if I could make enough money at greens mowing, that's all I'd do the rest of my life. <laughs> it was so, oh. much, so beautiful out there in the morning, you know. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? What was the first thing you did in music? So you, you were kind of following your path here. Yeah. You wanted to be a, a rock star. Yeah, so, but right. And you banking and you realize that was just kind of draining you and that's not what life's about. So how do you get in? What's the first thing you do in the music industry? Right. How do you break so, in? Right. So this was the, the reason why I stopped becoming a musician was because I was a bassist and I was not a singer. So if I'd say met someone like Bono or someone like John Bon Jovi or even Justin Bieber, he's not in a band. Um, or, you know, um, Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. If I'd say grew up with any of them, I would 100% guarantee you that I would be in that band as a bassist and a good one. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, when you don't, you know, did you really, did you try or did you find, did you see it nervous at some point and say, I, be, I should be realistic? No, I, I love singing, but I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a singer. So I've never thought, I never thought myself as a front guy. I've always thought myself as the, 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 the writer, the creator, but not the front person. So I've always, and, you know, even to this day, to this day, working at the music industry for like a quarter of a century, um, it's amazing how super um, rare these superstars are. That's mm -hmm. why they're superstars. Yeah. You, you know, if you if you are working with them, you're extremely lucky, and you feel that. So I didn't realize that. Obviously, I didn't know that when I when I was a teenager. But then I I was actually I probably instinctively and realize that it's really hard to come by and i was searching for a singer all the time throughout like throughout my high school years i was with my drummer all the time we were creating music we were the greatest rhythm section ever at, from school <laughs> um <laughs> i boast that but uh, we just did not find a singer and that then led on to my colleges i was in a band I then sang for the band, but I didn't feel comfortable. Um, so that's when I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to step back from music for a bit. And then, so um, I actually was, I was trying to find a way into the music industry for about a year when I was working for a, a bank and realizing that this is not the place for me to be. And um, I, I literally sent all my, uh, my uh, sorry, I literally sent my CV to every single record company in Japan. Every, si I'd say like not every single, but um, every major indie to major label, I'd say. Like, mm. um, and that would just be, I would say about 20 labels across Japan. And 
obviously nobody responded. Um, and suddenly, about a, a year later, Polygram, which is now Universal Music, reached out to me and said, you know, do you want to come in for an interview? Obviously, that was a, a huge surprise, a pleasant surprise. I went into an interview and then I got a job as a salesperson um, selling records to record stores. Hmm. So you might think, okay, okay, selling records. I thought that was an, that was most wonderful experience I had. I mean, imagine if you can go to a record store selling records while as work. So you're at a record store looking at all the records that you like. You're speaking to the buyers about what's coming, what's new, um, or the bands that we like, we you know, we mutually like. Um, talking about music all day while I do my sales and do my rounds at the record store. And how amazing is that? And you get paid for it. So that was my first entry. I was excited. I was, I was having fun. And then I, and then I was then moved to doing promotions at radio. So I would go, uh, then play. I would go to you know, DJs like you and ask my songs to be played on radio. So I did that for a couple of years. And then, and then I become a product manager. Uh, and then so on and so forth. That's so interesting. Um, the trajectory of your career and where yeah. you're at now and you and i want to back up just a minute just a couple mm -hmm. stories before that where you said when you when you're in the room with let's say a taylor swift just because she's on everybody's yeah. minds right now and lips and right. but let's say you're in the room with a taylor swift and she she obviously has that talent you're like wow that doesn't come along that often what's interesting though kimmy is that she probably wouldn't be taylor swift without a person like you they need they need your vision and your skill set right to to help get them the broader audiences for instance some of the people on your label you're you're introducing your your artists to a u.s market or a uk market right there's you everybody you need each other in a way like they can have talent somebody can be down the hall and have this great talent but if they <clears throat> don't have someone like you you know to help them along uh, or or see the vision see the talent and and um get that out there to the audiences it could be lost all could be lost mm -hmm. well i would i would say it's not just me obviously you know it's but, it's it's a team of people um yeah it is a machine. Um, Taylor Swift was signed to Big Machine. Um, uh, she she has a, an amazing parents. Um, she has an amazing team behind her who helped her to where she is. I was just responsible for Japan, um, and my job was to try and portray who she is as a person as an artist, a personality to Japan. So it was almost like translating who she is, but marketing and promoting her in such a way that it reaches the, the young audience, the, the audience that can be connected and inspired by who Taylor Swift is. And, and when, I, when, I, when I met her for the first time, and saw her show it truly was a lightning you know it's it's the moment you go okay 
if I can do that in Japan, oh, sorry, yeah, if I can do what she did today in Japan, she's going to be a star. So, you know, as, as with any artist, you start from a club show and you grow the artist um, as big as you can in, in your own territory, in your own market. Give me an example of w how you make her appeal to j Japanese audience and kids. Um, was there one thing that you took and you said, this, this will translate or this they'll appreciate? Is there an example of how you did that? Um, the, so when I work with a lot of artists, I do think, I do find the, the, the starness, the, the, the shining aspect of the artist. I would then bring it over to Japan and involve um, talents in Japan that has a similar trait, similar similarity, so that the artists become the ambassador in your own territory. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the one of the ways I've always connected an international artist to to the local market. Um, I would so the collaborations, um, uh, co-writing, co uh, going on a show together, um, doing appearances, but. I think one of the key key aspects is definitely bringing over the bring uh, bringing over the artists. Um, make sure that you have the artist's visibility in the market so that you're recognised. Uh, you know, nowadays there's so much information all over the place yeah. uh, that you've got you've got people's attention um, going all over the place. Um, so it is also key to have the artists going into the market and be present, uh, interacting with local talents, um, and being exposed to the young audiences that are um, aspired by by the artists. And it's basically connecting people to people. Yeah. Interesting. That's so true, though. So, but interesting to think of it that way. Well, speaking of new young artists, you've got one you're very excited about one of our featured artists today that we're playing throughout the show and we're going to play it right now tell us a little bit about nelba rich oh sure yeah so nelba rich he's a is a producer singer songwriter called jq he leads the band called nelba rich um they they released their first album um in 2016 and their song was used for TV commercials like Honda, um, and became, became, uh, a recognized established rock band. Um, so it, the, the music, it blends sounds like pop, rock, fusion, um, variety of Japanese music and international music. Um, and hence, you know, um, his, he was actually recognized by Jamiroquai um, and he opened up so Nelberich opened up for Jamiroquai in Tokyo in 2017 then went on to do tours in Southeast Asia from China Taiwan to South Korea um, and then they 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 started becoming inspired to to try and get their name through in the international music scene. And they reached out to me and said that, can we find a way of, of working together so that 
that Nalbarich can have some uh, build a career uh, in the international music scene. And we started working together this year, actually. And they have a song coming out um, with a, a new track. Um, actually, uh, yes, they have a new two song days, coming right? out. Yeah, in, in, in two days, uh, which we'll be introducing later, hopefully. Um, yes, and, that's yeah. uh, Nelberich, just a game featuring Benny Sings, and we're we're premiering that on this show, right? Have you given yes. it to anybody else? Wow! <laughs> what a, yep, yep. I don't think I don't think nobody's played it yet. So oh, in the, in the US, they you know it's been played it, in Japan, I'm sure, but it pays um, to know Kimi Kato. <laughs> pays to know you we get to play new music before anybody else almost like going back to your days of selling records you brought it in to a record store before anybody else had it right yeah that's <laughs> that's what we did us. well let's take a break i we went over uh that was so fascinating we just barely scratched the surface getting to know you kimmy kato he's my co-host so every thursday yeah. we'll be dropping a podcast i mean i'm interviewing him today i'm interrogating him <laughs> He probably feels like but from going forward he's going to help me co-host the show i just thought we'd get to know him a little bit today on this introductory show projectasteri.com i want you to go check it out and get to know some of these great artists from japan and other areas of the world follow them on instagram at project underscore asteri i'm going to spell asteri a-s-t-e-r-i you can do also uh, the same on Facebook, Project Asteri. Okay, here we go. It's Nulberich Ash featuring uh, Vondi, right? Did I have that? <laughs> I'm getting better. Getting better. We'll be right back with more Kimikato. Like to watch? Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. Hello, my name is Anais Reno, and I am in February going to drop a live album called Anais Reno Live at Pizza Express Live in London. And starting this Sunday, there is going to be a single released every month until its February release. You are listening to The Jeremiah Show.
Welcome back to the Kimmy and Jeremiah show. My new co-host. We're, once a week, we're going to get together. We're going to bring you what well, Kimmy's going to bring you and me, the very best of music artists, pop culture in Japan, the great food and fashion and everything that we should know about. Whether you're going to travel there or you just dream of it like I do someday. Uh, Kimmy. Kato is my new co-host. Welcome back, Kimmy. Thank you. Great to be on the show. Yeah. And listen, we're listening to it right now. Nelberich, Sweet and Sour. We came back um, and you told us a little bit about Nelberich and, and just the amazing music. At the very end of the show, we're going to feature two days before it's released. You get it here. Nelberich, Just a Game featuring Benny Singh. So we'll set that up when we get there at the very end. Don't go anywhere. Um, we were just talking about your incredible career your life and music um do you do you feel like my, this is a silly question probably but do you feel privileged for what, what you've well you've earned it but where do you sit back sometimes and just say you know i wanted a life in music maybe i'm not up on stage but you're probably backstage somewhere i'd imagine pretty close <laughs> and you're you get to hang out with the best music artists in the world and a lot of you've helped give them their careers or help them move down the line in their career and reach bigger and bigger audiences like you do with project asteri um what do you think your personal your like your personal power is um the tool that you use all the time that that not only they they're drawn to you these artists uh and they trust you there's got to be trust there i imagine big big time trust that you you earn and that they have with you but what did your what do you think is your power Kimmy? oh gosh um i do feel very privileged i do um in life you always try to to find the find the best way um and you know you sometimes have to be lucky but then you know my boss once told me and which have always stuck to me um uh, and it's kimmy every every meeting he used to tell me uh, he used to say he was guy uh, this guy called max and he was the number two guy at universal um max hall uh, he he always told me at every single meeting at the end of every single kimmy stay lucky so I'm like, yeah, that means keep being lucky. You can't be lucky just once. You have to stay lucky. And I love that word because you just have to, you know, if, you, if you're in the line of, of breaking artists and having hits, you have to be lucky all the time. Um, you can't just be lucky once. 
Um, and mean, that means working with talent that are going to be lucky. Um, so I'm always privileged and inspired to be working in this industry because it's about, it's about luck, but luck doesn't come with just luck. You know, it is also that's luck comes because there's talent, there's hard work, there's integrity. Um, and just grinding that brings luck and that's what I love. It's, and it's, it's, it's when it's almost like athletes, the, the, the top athletes that, uh, that people work in the, uh, or people in this, in sports, they're not lucky because they, they just happen to do a holding one or a, a birdie or an eagle like golf or be the fastest runner. Mm -hmm. uh, on the on the track it's because they they practice and practice and practice mm -hmm. um so that's a great analogy so that you know professional professionalism comes behind talent and hours and hours spent on what you do and it's just polishing and polishing and polishing and polishing um your talent and people that can do that become lucky What's your greatest asset? That's a great analogy. I love that. That's a really, you're right. You know, you work very, very hard and then, then you get a little luck thrown in there as well. <laughs> Hopefully. What's, oh, your, what's your greatest asset? Yeah, love of music and love of talent. Um, I love for the, for the talent. And it's when that, that coincides when talent and music coincide uh, and talent music and personality everything comes together that's when spark you see spark right. you literally feel it and you know that this is it <laughs> it's almost becoming in love but i, I was do gonna every, ask you, every do you day fall in love do you fall in love with your your music artist and not in the, not in that sense but right. like yes there's you have to love them to to want to do what you do for them I would imagine. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Um, sometimes it's almost so. It, you know, I've been married for I'd say twenty years, right? So, um, you you have your ups and downs uh, with the artists. It is not always easy working with people, especially creative people. They have mm -hmm. their ups and downs too. So you have to be able to to work, navigate that, work around that keep getting the best out of the artists um, so that we all get the best out of the artists. But that's, that's one of the things I try my best <laughs> to, is yeah. to keep well, pushing. Let me, let me remind the audience, if you're just joining us right now, uh, Kimi Kato is my special guest today, founder of Project Asteri. Um, he successfully launched international artists such as Ariana Grande, Black Eyed Peas, Carly Rae Gibson, Huba Stank, Jack Johnson, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Sum 41. It sounds like I'm reading the list of everybody's favorite artists right now, <laughs> but you worked with them. You've launched with Taylor Swift, Bon Jovi, Brian Adams, Mariah Carey, you two, Bruno Mars. The list goes on. It's, um, wow, that's talent. That's a list of talent. And you're you're a very talented man and uh, to be involved with all of them and, and do what you've done 
Kenny, um, let me ask you, we're going to take another real quick break here in just a second. Tell us, though, before we go about Project Asteri, what you guys do. So um, about, about your team, too, if you have time. Yeah. yeah. So we're a boutique artist management label, label service company. We're based in L.A. Um, and we, pro- um, we provide label service, um, label services. So whatever an artist needs um, as, as, as in, the, in the music, we, we try to provide definitely for independent, mainly currently now for independent artists and label seeking services in the US or Japan. That was, that's the, that's the main territory that we work for. So we've, we, we work with our, um, a lot of artists that are going into Japan in terms of sales, distribution, recording, uh, PR, marketing, um, whatever, whatever the artist is requiring at that particular career, uh, at that particular stage in their career. Um, so I do that for international artists going into Japan. And I also work with, um, Japanese artists trying to make it into the United States. How possible, though, is it really for them to get to you to an art? If an artist is out there right now listening to the show and they're like, this is what I need. And and can I get a hold of Kimmy? And uh, how hard, uh, like, what do you look for? How do you determine who you take on as a client? Are you accessible or do they have to be already on their way, you know, at some certain level? What or what advice would you give them to to be ready for you, someone like you or you one day? Um, I'm always ready for everybody. Um, I'm always open to listen to meeting new people, to meeting new talent. Um, I love I love meeting new talent. Um, you know, it's almost like uh, seeing that that diamond that's yet to be polished, and where. You, you, you know, you, it's a rock. Sometimes it's a rock or sometimes it's already a, a diamond, a piece of diamond. Um, depends obviously where you are in that, in the, in the stage of their career. But, um, when I see, so sometimes I, I completely do not recognize an artist if, if they're talented or not. Um, I would tell you that, and I'll be honest with you, when I first saw Lady Gaga at a club show, I never thought that she would ever become who she is now. Um, I saw her the second time at a club show. I still didn't think she would work um, in Japan or or anywhere else. But then there's going to be a moment where you you start working together and and then finding that okay, she is something. But you don't, you know. The, so it, you know, it depends. You, you never know. You, you. That's that's the great thing about music. You can never put it. You can be in this music, and you can be in the in this industry or any industry and be a professional. But you can never, you can never predict. Right. I find that sometimes your moods too. That like if you're at that club show and maybe it's you're not in the best of moods. Maybe you don't. Re- it's not doesn't receive as well. You know and. I know with great film or a great concert, sometimes I just, my favorite artist, I go, I didn't like it tonight, but it was actually something had to do with me. What's your, have you ever done a percentage of your success rate of like calling and going, that's, they oh got it. <laughs> oh my, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I never, I never worked it out, but I don't think I have that high. I don't, uh, it's definitely, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's one thing I, I think 
everybody's going to love about you and that they already love is you're very humble. <laughs> no, not at all. Tell us who we're going to go out, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about um, City Pop, right? What that is. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, yeah. and what are we going to go, tell us about um, our next artist, our featured artist here that sadly so, is no longer with us, right? Oh, yes. Yes. We'll be talking about Miki Matsubara. Um, she is a, a pop star, um, has passed away. Interestingly enough, so internet has brought but brought her back to life, and uh, she's a Japanese singer songwriter. She is best known for the song that we'll be playing, which is called Mayonaka no Door, Door, Stay with Me, and um, she gained international recognition for this song, which was released in 1979. It became mm-hmm. a classic um classic city pop song now city pop we'll be talking about um but she she was one of the key stars in that era now interestingly enough through internet she was she regained attention in 2010 and became a viral sensation on the internet um why 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 is it was it something like a commercial or was it something in a film or what happened what made her viral so we actually don't know, but I think it's it's a combination of artists um, yes. using using well um, influences using her music on on her on their on their YouTube um, or and and um, artists collaborating uh, sorry um, sampling music right. using music um, wow. but it, but she she became. So she she came back to life in 2010, um, to maybe 2000, 2010, um, through through YouTube, and literally YouTube brought brought her back to life. Now I was I was very shocked, pleasantly shocked when my son, who's eleven years old, he loves he, he loves watching YouTube, and he, she was he was singing say, this song. He was saying, stay with me. And I was like, how did you know this song? I mean, yes, he's Japanese, but yeah. I've never played the, this song at home. And he said, I, I, watched, I, I watched on YouTube. What, a Japanese YouTube? No, he, he said it was a, a, an international, uh, I think he was an American influencer that was introducing products, like goods or toys. I don't know what it was, but, and the music was playing on the background. And that's how he, he now is singing this song so i was like what is going on with this world but yeah. it's it's just amazing how things could just come back to life and become an under undergrowing trend incredible and she said she she passed away in what in what year 1979 no so she passed away in 2004 2004 yeah yeah it's amazing this video it, I when I watched it, I didn't realize that she was not with us. The but the video is ghostly. Like her, she, it's just got this presence, this ethereal, like very cool, ghostly type video of her and her images. Um, 
I don't know. It's, be- it's beautiful. And I'm going to let you listen to it right now. We're going to be right back. I'm with uh, my, my new co-host every Thursday on the podcast and Friday on radio, wherever you're at. Okay, we'll be right back with more. Kimmy, Kato, Project Asteri. Go to projectasteri.com and also on Instagram, Project underscore Asteri. Facebook, the same, Project Asteri. We'll be right back. Enjoy. What are we listening to again, Kimmy? Co-host? <laughs> Mayonaka no Door. Stay with me by Miki Matsubara. Enjoy. This is Jenny Boyd, and I have just finished a book called Icons of Rock in Their Own Words. You can get a copy on Amazon UK, and I am listening, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. (laughs) Keep up, will ya? There is a lot going on here. Subscribe, and always be in the no crowd. Aloha, my name is Jake Shimabukuro. I'm an ukulele player born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I have a new album out. It's called Grateful. And it's a duet's record with a lot of artists that I grew up listening to uh, that are based in Hawaii. And so honored to be here. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Aloha to all of you. Don't you notice how I get quiet when there's no one else around Me and you and awkward silence Don't you dare look at me that way I don't need reminders of how you don't feel the same Oh, the burning pain Listening to you heart pump out some Oh, how I wish you'll wake up one day 
let me say that when I talk to you, oh Cupid walks right through and shoots on there. Jeremiah Show and the Kimmy Kato Show Project is Stary. Kimmy and I are going to start doing a show together every Thursday on the podcast and Fridays on radio. Um, Kimmy, welcome back. We just came in with um, Leve. Tell, tell us from the start is the song, a beautiful song. Tell us a little bit about Leve. So uh, great. Thank you. Um, Leve is uh, a, an artist, a female artist, singer songwriter. From Iceland, um, I don't think I've ever ever met an Icelandic um, an artist, but she is a classically trained artist. Uh, went to Berkeley. Um, she plays the piano. Um, she plays the cello, violin. I think she plays every single instrument that you name. You know everything. Um, and her music is a fusion of pop, jazz, bossa nova classical and she mentions herself that on stage i went to see her twice i went to see her yesterday actually um day before yesterday um she always says she she wants to be the person that's bridging jazz and classics to the younger generation and she's responsible for being she feels responsible for doing that and she had an album released um in september called bewitched which is nominated for the grammy awards for the best traditional pop vocal album. Um, she's an, an amazing talent. If you don't know, do listen to her music um, and um, you'll be surprised how amazing she is. She's incredible. We'll have to get her on the show here, won't we? I wish I can, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. All right. But so you, um, Her music surpassed a billion streams now. She's only debuted like a few years ago. Like Incredible. Wow. Yeah, we're going to go out with uh, the same song. It's Levy. Um, real quick, though, before we go to break again, Emmy, and we're about to introduce um, the new single by Nobarich, uh, Just a Game featuring Biddy Sings. We're going to do that in the next break here. Before that, though, tell us, if you could, real quickly, what uh, City Pop is. And we'll probably talk about this subject a little bit more, I'm sure, on mm-hmm. future shows we do together. I would love to talk about City Pop. So City Pop is a genre of, of popular music that originated in Japan in the late 70s. So it's, you know, it's not new. Um, and it reached its popularity in the 80s. It's a fusion of pop, funk, soul, jazz, electronic music. Um, city pop often features catchy melodies, smooth vocals, and with a polished production style. Um, it reflects urban lifestyle, contemporary culture. Uh, in Japan in the 80s, the lyric touches upon themes like love, romance, city life, nostalgia, mm. uh, with a sense of sophistication and luxury. So um, there's, there's, there's still a lot of artists that are in the genre. Um, if, you know, if you know city pop, uh, Tatsuro Yamashita, uh, Maria Takeuchi is one of the most famous city pop artists. Um, I'd love for you, I'd love to play that song, the songs from those artists. 
uh, hopefully in, in the next show. But again, for some reason, city pop experienced a revival in the 21st century and new generations of listeners and artists, musicians are rediscovering, reappreciating, appreciating these genre that was once back in, back in time. Now influencing awesome. new artists, incorporating city pop elements into their work. Nalva Rich is one of them. Um, and hence I was, I was, you know, going to introduce Nalbaric again, but talk about City Pop because there seems to be a growing trend in the international music scene. I love it. Uh, see, this is what's going to be so much fun when we're doing these shows together is you bring in, you're bringing a whole new perspective and turning us on to something that's happening all around the, across the world there and bringing it back to us and, and sharing it. And I love it. I, I love, I, I'm so excited about this co-hosting that we're doing once a week together, Kimmy. Um, and we're going to go out to break and come right back. We're going to premiere Nova Rich, just a game featuring Benny Sings here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to come in with wash, which was also Mickey Matsubara. Did yeah. I say it right? Okay. Yeah, you said it right. Oh boy. Great. I get a, I get a ribbon. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to speak Japanese too. That's my goal from this whole experience. Um, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. What's a girl to do, lying on my bed staring into the blue, unrequited terrifying love is driving me a bit insane, have to get this off my chest I'm telling you today, that when I talk to you, oh Cupid walks right through and shoots an arrow through my heart And I sound like a loom, but don't you feel it to confess I loved you from the start Confess I loved you just thinking of you seven every time by advertising on the jeremiah show and get your message out on seven shows we're always on the radio hello my name is kimi kato and i'm the founder ceo of project asteri inc i will be co-hosting the show with jeremiah it'll be called kimi and jeremiah show We'll be talking about diverse Japanese pop culture, Japanese and international music, exquisite Japanese food and cuisine if you're traveling to Japan. So I invite you to join us on podcast every Thursday and radio every Friday. 
Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Show and Kimmy Hato Project Asteri, uh, projectasteri.com. Go check it out, and um, you can find out how to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Basically, Project Asteri. Uh, we've been listening to music hand selected this hour by Kimmy, um, and what a great hour it went by way too fast with, with all of this. There's so much to talk about. I can't wait for our very our next show when you join me as a co-host. Thank you for letting me interrogate you this hour and uh, let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Um, the topics again, just to remind anybody that just turned in, tuned in. You're you want to talk about what with on 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 the following shows? You want to talk about Japan and yeah i would love to talk about japan us and how things you know culture is intertwined um how uh, and so mainly topics like anime um j-pop j-rock video games fashion food and cuisine um yeah films and television just culture in general that have influenced each other uh along the uh, along the years and what's what's coming to become the next trend get there ahead get, you tell us about it before it, it is a trend i've always felt like japan sets the trend so i'm so excited and, and it, about you know the future topics kimmy with i'm you. absolutely looking forward to digging diving to these um interesting topics yeah well speaking of great artists that you support and you're featuring this hour you brought us a, a gift today. You're bringing us a single. Is this one of your artists? Yes, uh, it's one of the artists that I'm, I'm currently working on. He's signed uh, to uh, JVC Victor, so Victor Entertainment Japan. He doesn't have a label internationally, but um, I, I am supporting and helping his work in, in the international market. And they have a single coming out in in a couple of days, 22nd of November. All right. And here, what's the single? Here it is. Introduce here it is. Yeah. 
So okay, we'll, the song's we'll say goodbye. <laughs> okay, so goodbye. I hope you enjoy goodbye. the next single. This is an amazing track. It's called Just a Game featuring Benny Sings by Nalberich. Enjoy. Kimmy Cartel, thank you so much, my friend. We'll see you, see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. Everybody have a great day and enjoy this new single.